0: Welcome to the North American Alporn Podcast. On this episode, Sean and I are joined by Arkady Schokloper, who is one of the most well-known Alporn players in the world, as well as a well-known French horn jazz player and has performed the world over with, you know, any number of orchestras and famous jazz bands. And we're just excited to have you. Arkady, thanks for joining us.
1: Yes,
2: Arcadi, I've been looking forward to this for so long and I admire your work so much. I just I'm so excited to have this discussion with you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank, Thank you. you. All right.
1: Fantastic. Yep. <laughs> Civilization, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Modern. <laughs> yeah, sounds incredible. So right. you are good morning. Good morning.
2: And good afternoon to you. Are you talking no. to us from
1: Berlin? No, I'm right now in, in, in Moscow. In Moscow. Fantastic. Yeah, in Moscow, yeah. Because, uh, you know, in Berlin, uh, nothing happened. All my concerts canceled. So uh, that's why I'm uh, in uh, Moscow. In Russia, uh, I still have concerts. Uh, you know, half uh, audience uh, a little bit reduced uh, reduce for half, 50%. But anyway, it's uh, it's good than nothing, (laughs) it's better than nothing. So that's uh, actually I'm I'm okay because I was um, in June was many concerts and uh, different uh, festivals. Also, I played this orchestra, some also Alphorn story, horn story, different, uh, many different things. So this exactly, I played for wake-up call for <laughs> Karna'i. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is oh, very, very strange instruments. Uh, I, I When I met in Uzbekistan, I was in Uzbekistan, at the Middle Asia. And I met the uh, guys, I want to buy one. And uh, I, I spoke with uh, Profi, a guy who played many years. And so he said, Arkady, you need uh, this part of uh, your face to make vibration. Like, <laughs> that's the most difficult for me. <laughs> I'm not good enough for this, but I, I try. I try my best. <laughs> so that's a kind of wild sound.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very funny. Okay. But uh, very nice. Uh, vibration is uh, fantastic. I, I feel, uh, you know, very old instruments, actually. Generally, is like, I don't know, 2,000 years maybe, even maybe more. So that was uh, for... And,
2: and what's the instrument
1: called? Karnai. 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 Ka. So that that's... A, uh, today is mostly people play uh, for waiting. So okay. That, that's, yeah, not anymore like before was in the military area when people come together when they listen uh, karnai this wild sound they come together and uh, go to you know to kill somebody <laughs> or go to die <laughs> yeah. way around so that's an army you never know you will kill somebody or you will be killed yourself <laughs> A, oh my goodness. Only, only musicians still alive.
2: Oh <laughs> <Because laughs> my I <need> goodness!
1: <laughs> I miss you because I was in uh, Alporn uh, retreat a uh, couple of years ago. Yes, you know that it was already five years ago. Or.
0: I think it's yeah four or five. It's it's going yeah, fast. Like
1: <laughs> great time, great time. Uh, I still remember and still uh, some time in my mind to come all this story again and again. So that's uh, wonderful. <laughs> and actually, probably it's only one place in state where uh, Alporn Festival I- exists. Or
0: so there's actually. Um, four retreats around the country right now so there's one in ah. the midwest there's one in uh, west virginia on the east coast
2: oh okay. and then they
0: have one in, in one in washington and then i'm actually going to start doing uh, more events and try to get it so that there's just okay. even more access for Alpine players so hopefully as i start getting larger numbers again and we can we can get some uh instructors like yourself to come over and start participating um, in those again how
1: many Alport players probably in states exist uh, for <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, say, or... I was gonna, it's it's hard for me to really pin it down but my guess is that i think there's i think there's somewhere north of or probably between 1000 and 1500 people in the country who own an alporn and I would say that probably half of them would play them somewhat regularly. And then if you want to get down to professional Alphorn players, I, I would say it's probably 50. Yes, that's about right.
1: I think many horn players also today try to play horn, also in States. So I saw some people, uh, they want to buy. Actually, a couple of days ago, one guy uh, sent me some uh, message. He bought in Switzerland from Matisse uh Alphorn. So he is from the States. So he, he comes specially for to buy Alphorn. So he's a horn player. So It looks like uh, more and more people, horn players uh, try Alphorn and want at least maybe try and maybe even perform sometime. So it's good reason. I mean, if we talk about how, how to put uh, more people to our Alphorn world, so I think it's good good uh, chance uh, to introduce uh, instruments to our colleagues.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, that's uh, what I do actually every time when I'm uh, in a horn uh, workshop international horn society up to <laughs> invite me to to the festival and uh, I always bring my own alto even sometimes I ask uh, American people, American colleagues, uh, that th- they give me alphorns because, you know, it's uh, difficult to take uh, porn and uh, So And same story if I'm in Berlin and some people come to me from States and ask me, Arkady, we need alphorn. Or in Russia, no problem. I give <laughs> I give my alphorn because I have uh, six... Wow, <laughs> yes, but uh, only two in Moscow, only two in Berlin, one in Switzerland, and one in uh, Austria. <laughs> wow, <laughs> but there was uh, two I sold so <laughs> because it's too much, you know. People uh, I, I, I didn't buy it. the people makers uh, give me for, for free. Wow. Yeah, they want me make a popularization. Yeah, sure, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, popularization. <Yeah. laughs> so yes. that's uh, a different uh, labels, different uh, makers, and uh, I, I like uh, different types of uh, instruments. I don't have my favorite album because uh, I play different music, and for different music, I need different instruments. That's probably most uh, important for everybody, I think. Because uh, for jazz uh, or improvisation music, I need one Alphorn. For show, I have telescopic one. (laughs) For uh, classical, of course, I have a very, very good one from uh, uh, Gérald Poe. And uh, if I play very, very classical, like that Wheeler, for example, Jean. That Wheeler, even uh, Daniel Schneider concerto. So that's I use. Of course, uh, I never use a telescopic for this kind of um, uh, uh, music for this kind of composition. Yeah,
2: that's amazing.
0: Uh, and- so one of the questions I have for you, Ricci, we'll, we'll get to some of kind of your early early um, introduction to music and playing. But since you're talking about different horn makers, um, when did you start playing horn, Or when was the first time you had an horn?
1: Good question. Actually, when I played when I started playing a uh, horn, I never saw Alphorn. And um, I don't remember when I've listened or, or see first time horn. I was uh, always skeptical about this instrument. Because I was thinking, oh. <laughs> Long, uh, strange instruments look very nice, very beautiful. But uh, what I can do with these instruments? What kind of uh, music we can play with these instruments? So it was for me like a simple signal horn, you know? I played when I was six years old. I played very, very instruments like a small horn, signal horn, it's not nature trumpet, you know? signals like uh, even i have something if you have time i can show you yes
0: yes absolutely
1: <laughs> of course it was a little bit different than this one but uh, uh, like look like this
2: okay yeah, so yeah, like a uh, small bugle this is,
1: this is bad one uh, and i have uh, uh, much better this one signal horn and uh, this, uh, this is very very good so that's just, uh, my my first experience. I was in uh, signal pioneer uh, luggage, and yes. I played. So, <laughs> so that was a signal uh, for pioneer like wake up call, or go- going to bed, or going to some. Uh, uh, together, so that's this was my first uh, job, and then when I first time no job, I, I was young, so I was. <laughs> but, uh, I was in Boy Scout Lager for free, you know. <laughs> I, I, my my parents doesn't pay money because I was uh, I was working there <laughs> for for. for and,
2: and you were how <laughs> old? How old were you?
1: I'm very, will be very soon sixty five. And how old were you when you started? Yeah, I was six years old when I started. Six playing. years old? Six years old, yeah. But the uh, signal story was a little bit later because when I was six years old, I start just play alto horn, step by step. Yeah, so, and then I recognized this is signal horn very close to alphorn, actually. That's a smaller, that's a bigger. And sometimes I play this Alphorn the same story, (laughs) same signals. So that's uh, this reminding me my my, uh, uh, youth time, youth time. So first time I saw real interesting Alphorn ensemble quartet in France. That was, uh, I think, 91 or 92, something like that. There was a Hans Kennel. Maybe Robert remember Hans Kennel Mita Quartet. So Hans Kennel was trumpet player and he died just a couple months ago. Wow. Uh, he was a jazz trumpet player and also he known in Switzerland like modern Alphorn player. So he composed music for Alphorn in different uh, key. So I remember this Mita quartet uh, was uh, for alports and they always change key. Not only F, F, and G. So they always uh, change and it was uh, interesting music with some harmonical uh, melody and uh, harmony. So I, I was, it was in church. sound was beautiful and I was very, very much inspired by this Mita quartet. And uh, before we met uh, Hans, I know him like trumpet player, but I, I never know he play also Alphorn. That was for me kind of surprise. And I come to him after the concert. I say, oh, Arkady, Hans, fantastic. Thank you so much. Fantastic concert. Can I try <laughs> Alphorn? I ask him. Oh, yeah. yeah, sure. Those people already disappeared, but some people st- still there. They make some photo, uh, some camera, and um, I took uh, Alphorn, take Alphorn, and start, start to play one piece, uh, which is called Astinato, my own piece, which is, uh, sounds very, uh, like,
0: uh,
1: something like that. So all yeah. natural tones uh, in the horn, and it was uh, quite fast. So the, I played uh, very fast uh, I closed my eyes and <laughs> just try to play with uh, this nature nature harmonic. So when I opened eyes, there was a couple of people, they make pictures, photos, <laughs> <laughs> and then Hans come to me and said, hey, man, you have nature talent to play outboard. so you are very, very close to to real good sound, and I said, come on." I was very skeptical, but funny story, half year later, friend of my German guy from Duisburg, foreign player. I was by him in, yeah, just visit him. He said, listen, I have one output. If you want, you can buy, it's very good quality and not expensive. Even if you want, we can exchange. So I, uh, I was thinking, OK, maybe it's a good uh, idea. I will take uh, Alphorn because it's beautiful, made by uh, Lame, a French guy, also from Colmar. Colmar, uh, Lame, two parts. It was not easy for traveling. Yeah, Only two parts, 360 in F, and I give to him my old uh, horn. So that was a good exchange. I'm, I'm very happy. Only problem how to bring our to do Russia, you know, because uh, <laughs> big, <laughs> yeah, big. So and in no no case. So he give me some very plastic, uh, something uh, very simple, uh, you know. But uh, twenty years ago, no, thirty years ago, it was much much uh, easier than today. So I come to the uh, air float company. Say, uh, listen, I have. Uh, Uh, instruments, but uh, it's very sensitive instruments. It's uh, difficult to put in the luggage because it will be kaput. So they say, okay, we'll take it and uh, put in the first class. So my first outpour coming to (laughs) Moscow with first class.
0: That's
1: awesome. Incredible. So I was thinking, oh, I would like to be Alphorn too. Yeah. <laughs> with, with <laughs> so that was my first idea. So I didn't play so much with uh, this Alphorn. Only one piece, maybe like, you know, like uh, new colors, like uh, exotic, you know, exotic instruments. I remember one Critic, a jazz critic, uh, when he saw first time my instruments, he wrote an article about my concert a review and said, I'm the end. Arcadi brings his uh, seven meters long instruments, you know, incredible. So, Next time I played uh, uh, a solo concert, and another critic, he said, and in the end, Arcadi played 10 meters long instruments. <laughs> <laughs> And <laughs> last one I played in the conservatory of and uh, I, I talk about how long instrument normally is, in, uh, which one is the longest one. And uh, so that I talk about 14 meters, 20 centimeters. But as uh, Stocker said to me, this is last possibility to blow something. 14, 20. So that's all. Or 40, 40. So and probably the critic, uh, music critic, that this uh, this uh, 14 meters, uh, <laughs> he remember he said, "Arcadi playing conservatory 14 meters." <laughs> <laughs> so I still have all this free, <laughs> all, all my outgrown gl- grow up <laughs> from <laughs> from three meters to the 14. <laughs> same, same instruments, same <laughs> everything land everything the same. <laughs> so that is what funny story. And then I met again once uh, because I was interested in um, what I can play with this instrument, what kind of music, you know. And he showed me some uh, Dettwiller concerto, some Farkash concerto. I listened some music from Leopold Mozart, uh, there was a famous Alport, Swiss Alphorn player actually he's from Hungary Josef Molnar uh, Molnar recorded some music, classical and some folk music uh, so he was a quite famous uh, Alphorn player in Switzerland so I met him once I want to talk with him very closely, I asked him some questions but he was to me a little bit you know, he doesn't want to talk deeply with me about Alp not like you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I heard some music from him and I recognize Hans Kennel, uh, Joseph Molnar, and um, one more very famous uh, Alp player in Switzerland he, who compo- composed a lot of music for Alp Hans, uh, you know, Moseruf.
0: Uh, Sommer, Hans-Jörg Sommer. Sommer? hans, hans- Sommer. Sommer exactly.
1: hans- yeah, so this is beautiful man and fantastic uh, man. I met him a couple times and uh, he's. Uh, I play sometimes, even I recorded some music from him in my own way. So these three people uh, I recognize, the most uh, famous, most important outporn player uh, in, uh, in uh, Switzerland, actually in Europa. And Bill Hopkins, of course, uh, other other side of <laughs> planet. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's with yeah. America.
1: Exactly, yeah. So that's what I'm very, I was very happy to meet uh, Bill uh, last time in the Alphard <laughs> Retreat in Salt Lake City. So that was first time we met. We never met before. So yeah. that was very, very nice and very, I was very happy because such a, Good man and a great enthusiast of outborn
2: uh, Yes, so, uh, great artist, a great artist,
1: and great artist, yeah. and gr- good teacher, very good teacher,
2: very good teacher. I'm
1: not good teacher. I'm. <laughs> 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 I do not have uh, enough uh, passion. I'm. I'm. I'm too <laughs> rush because I'm Russian. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So you were mentioning that, so you, you have a lot of uh, builders uh, of not only Alphorns, but French horns and all kind of other manner of brass instruments as well that want you to try their horns. Have you noticed in the time that you've been playing Alphorn, have you noticed how much the, the instrument has improved or become more consistent in quality? Because I think I was really lucky starting to play around, the, you know, the year about 2005, So I think when I started playing instruments had already gotten really good and consistently good across several makers. But have you seen improvement in your time of playing?
1: Do you play other instruments? I don't remember. Um,
0: I used to play, uh, I I have trumpets and euphonium and then I also have a very nice um, buccal to go along with the Alporn. Uh, But for right now, at least, uh, the Alporn is my primary instrument. Uh,
1: Generally. uh... I think Alphorn horn is uh, <clears throat> not so difficult instruments uh, like uh, uh, other brass instruments. So and then principle, the similar mouthpiece, similar blow, similar we say kamisura, liping kamisura, yeah. not ambushura. Ambushura is to only this part. So all this number of uh, muscles is a lot of muscles here. So thousand different muscles. So. Uh, only problem with horn it's uh, sound control because it's too far away. Yeah. And uh, I have another instrument which called the uh, Fogelhorn, for example. Do you know this instrument or maybe not? No. Uh,
0: huh? Yeah. I so the uh, Fugelhorn. Fugelhorn. No,
1: no, no. Fogelhorn.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, uh, Vogel. Okay. Yes. This is, uh, um. Yeah, I've seen this one. I know which one you're talking about now. Uh, so for the audience at home, since you're not going to get to see uh, the video of this, like Sean and I get to um, the vogelhorn horn that Arcadi is talking about. Yeah, it's uh, similar to an Alphorn. Um, okay. but the way it's oriented um, is probably the best visual I can give right now is closer to like a Barry saxophone. Exactly. So it's Close shaped like, and it right. keeps the bell closer to, uh, to the uh, musician so they have uh, more control to hear it. Wow! Exactly.
1: So that's just, uh, if you play like this. So of course, uh, you your sound you control. You can uh, all pitch. Uh, you you can uh, take in control. You know, and uh, without porn is is more difficult. So especially if you play this group. So it's very difficult to listen your own voice. Is, uh, also, I have experience played with with big band, with big orchestra, with brass band. So uh sometimes even I don't understand what I, <laughs> I play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only imagination, only imagination. What because uh, so many people around, uh, yeah. they play uh, and so, so loud, and uh, difficult to control it, taking control. But. This is only experience. Uh, from beginning, it was my biggest problem, and then step by step, somehow I recognize. So that's uh, some. Uh, for example, I, I start to use a finger. You remember my my secret. <laughs> so uh, I, I use a finger like I play trumpet or uh, uh, horn, normal horn, French horn. Yes, no, it's French anymore. And somehow the. It's, it's, it's work. I start to play perfectly. I start to play in time. I start to play in pitch very exactly. So uh, that was, uh, for me, a big surprise. By accident, I tried this. And then I, I talk with some people, some um, smart people. They say, that's called kinesthetic. Kinesthetic, finger memory. So that's just like uh, piano players, they don't need to see what they play because they, they have right. already, they know where is the uh, which one that they put <laughs> in which finger. Yeah? So that probably is a kind of this kinesthetic. Uh, it's helped me very, very much.
2: I see a lot of artists that are doing this. Uh, Tony does this quite often. Robert, uh, I think you'll agree. Uh, they're using a, a finger to regulate and to oh, keep sorry. tempo and whatnot. And I, I that's a that's very interesting. I mean Arcadi, the you, you're recognized as uh one of the best horn players in the world. And for you to share that with this group is remarkable. Thank
0: you.
1: Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much.
0: Uh, yeah, I was gonna say unfortunately I can't uh I I gotta kinda Steer through some of these questions because I gotta yeah. kind of gotta cut this off right at uh, nine for me today. So I guess to let the audience get to know you uh, a little bit better, Arcadi. So it's like I like I mentioned in the intro, you played all over the world. I, I think at one point you mentioned to me that you actually have to uh, every once in a while go get more books or uh, more pages to add to your passport for endorsements.
1: Yeah. But, you know, last last year was, of course, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows. <laughs>
0: um, but it's do you have a, kind of a, a couple places that you've been or performed that really stand out a, amongst your career?
1: You mean a place where I important place for musical world or something like that or
0: yeah and it's it's not to say um you know i in my performances i don't necessarily have one for or where i feel like the audience is better or anything but uh sometimes just playing you you get into a place where it just feels like you have a, a special connection with you know the the land that you're playing on or the country or there any of those venues that stick out for you
1: if we talk about Alphorn, i prefer play uh of course in some uh, special place like uh, church. But of course, church is like you perform there. And uh, uh, sometime, uh, actually, even in Moscow, I play in big, big church, big dome. Uh, very nice acoustic uh, in the Alphorn sound fantastic. But if we talk about uh, tradition, about uh, roots, of course, I love to play for myself in some mountain, of course, because, because uh, uh, Alphorn belongs to mountains, you know?
2: Yes. Uh,
1: and uh, also I have experienced play in uh, grave, uh, in, uh, for example, Lind- uh, in uh, Mo- Montenegro. If you know in, in uh, YouTube, you can see, uh, I play in uh, Montenegro grave. So that's a beautiful, Acoustic is like uh, you know stalactite, stalagmites, all this uh, uh, and sometimes they, they made a concert there, and maybe one day I, I will perform there because I was like a uh, guest like guest. so for Al, of course i love I love acoustic plays. So even if I play faster um, uh, melody or some uh, fast uh, technical uh, phrase, so the sounds are still good because uh, nature, natural scala, natural scale. Yeah. So that doesn't matter if you play it It sounds like. <laughs> F F major, anyway. (laughs) So, that uh, sometime, of course, uh, uh, F major minus seven uh, plus four. (laughs) So, that's (laughs) uh, But still, all this nature of scale uh, uh, sounding uh, in uh, uh, when it's even low uh, reverberation. Yeah. For example, in Lubeck, I played in one church. It's a 40-second reverberation, 40. So that's of course uh, you can play only low, flowly melody, but sounds fantastic, beautiful. So more and more since I getting older, even I compose more and more melodic for alp horn uh, stories. Not so much. Uh, uh, groovy, jazzy, gear, like uh, it was ten, fifteen years ago. I go. I get in more quiet. <laughs> so, if we talk about horn, I love to play in good concert hall, also with good acoustic. I have experience with uh Kevin House. I have experience with uh, uh Leipzig uh, uh, with a covered garden. Uh, Moscow Conservatorium. So uh, uh, I love to play with, with, uh, uh, with good orchestra. Uh, but same time, I, I also love to play in jazz club uh, with uh, also good orchestra in small, uh, you know, small room where uh, everything is very, very close and people can touch you. He, he can, people can listen your sound Right now, hear all your phrases, all your energy, because you know, in, in club, in small room, connection between the audience and musician, much much closer. Yes. And I love it because uh, it's like conversation. It's not like artist who is just you know in another world or he is a god. So and some audience audience <laughs> behind so it's very often in classical world like this so I'm not this guy I like audience I like to share this audience my experience my okay my talent uh, my creative uh, way my art so I like to share with people I think uh, the, this is because uh, I'm in love I'm in love with music. I'm in love with uh, instruments. So that's why I want to share with people. Probably this is the most uh, important thing for creative uh, life. Yes. Uh, Share with people your art. Yes. That is my opinion. And not only my. also Osho, uh, that's an Indian master. He also told that if you love you want to share with people your love.
0: Yes, that is
2: so fantastic.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Sean, is there any questions that are coming to your mind right now for Arcadi?
2: Oh, Arcadi, I have so many and uh, such a little amount of time. W- one of my favorite pieces that you've done is uh, Crested Butte Mountain. Yes, yes I-, I love it. And um, I thought it was so unique and yet so traditional as well. Can you just, can you tell me about that piece? And uh, I just, I want you to know how much I really appreciate and love that piece.
1: Yeah, that was a, a festival. I was twice in Cres- Crescent Butte of Mountains uh, in uh, Colorado.
2: Colorado, yes.
1: Yeah, first time I played uh, Schneider Concerto uh, for small, uh, it was not big orchestra, it was festival orchestra. Daniel made the uh, special version. Uh, that's why I was the result Alphorn. And uh, uh, of, co- of course, I saw this Crescent Butte mountain. Uh, first time, I, I have no time to go up. So, uh, but second time, a couple years later, uh, I have a time because uh, there was uh, quite uh, one week or even more, So I decided one day I I was uh, free off, so I decided to go up to the, to the mountain. Uh, So probably I was only one who, uh, uh, who, who want to walk by, by leg because it was a (laughs) mountain uh, uh, bicycle, guys. Yes. This is most uh, famous uh, place for bicycle mountain bicycle people that's right so, you know, that, that's just what uh, actually was for me uh, a little bit strange uh, even <laughs> uh, I, I afraid because uh, i saw some people go down and you know catastrophe so i was like oh my god <laughs> so I, I don't want to see <laughs> you know, like people want to kamikaze they want yep. to see.
2: Downhill so, mountain bikers. It's
1: exactly yes. So uh, and uh, I was uh, maybe uh, I didn't I didn't uh, reach uh, the the highest point of mountain, but I was like uh, maybe two thousand meters high. So that was beautiful view, fantastic uh, feeling. Uh, I was like uh, flying. You know, I can fly. <laughs> so. Yes. So that uh, was an uh, unusual uh, feeling, and somehow when I go back to downstairs, that this melody comes to, to me uh, just uh, with some piano, and I played uh, this piece with piano player already in a uh, Crescent Butte festival. So and then later I made arrangement already for for different band, especially for Russian horn band uh, which is uh, also original instruments you know uh, what i talk about yes way. and sounds a little bit uh, russian yeah it's not really uh, and same time like you said it's traditional so that's just, uh, so great. Uh, and also in minor we know not so many uh piece of music for alphorn in in moll um, in minor yeah mostly it's uh, major yes Ur. <laughs> <laughs> the <That's true>. Dur, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, sometime I played also with brass band, this piece uh, with strings. So, and uh, people ask me scores, so even I release scores uh, with uh, in Switzerland, wow. it's called uh, Terium uh, Musik Music uh, Verlag. So, that's us uh, in Bern, or oh, in Basel. We work already a couple years together, and I released already 17 different of uh, my composition. Also, Alphorn, Horn, even Flügelhorn.
2: Yes, great piece. I, I just, I want you to know how much I admire your work.
1: Yeah, I love this um, Crested Butte mountain. I have another one, which is also in minor. Uh, it's not released yet, but uh, I, I I look for make arrangement. It's called "Kornblume." So it's a release only, like solo "Kornblume." Yes. Also beautiful melody. It is. And I played, oh, oh, played only once. Uh, uh, recorded with my uh, friend, uh, piano player uh, Vadim Neselovsky, Berklee School professor of jazz music, <laughs> Vadim Neselovsky, fantastic musician, and we recorded in uh, our last album, Hornblume. Nice melody. Yeah. Also sounds uh, very Russian.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, So speaking of uh, composing and writing music, uh, one of the things that I'm interested in, um, and I'm part way into a project that I'm doing about writing a piece for each of the national parks in the United States, but I I was kind of wondering, do you have um, like a a certain way that you look for inspiration to write songs or do you have like a method to it or do you just kind of wait for a melody to come to you and then build from that? Or like, what's your songwriting method, I guess, is the question I'm trying to ask.
1: Very different, Robin. Uh, It's uh, sometime uh, inspire me during the playing. For example, I, I just rehearse something, you know, warm up. And suddenly, there came some uh, melody. And then I said, oh, okay, maybe I try this melody, build out and uh, put some harmony. So it's... Uh, then I go to piano and uh, try to find some nice chords. Sometimes just uh, elements, uh, like uh, exercises. Yeah, I play some exercises and suddenly one element uh, I feel, oh, it's interesting. Maybe I will remember this exercises element and after exercises, uh, is improvisation. Absolutely, uh, improvisation is uh, totally spontaneous. But only one I can say. It's not like a composer, real one, who came to piano, sitting and said, okay, now I would like to compose something for Alport. So not like this, never. <laughs> yeah. So in this case, I'm I'm not composer because it, it's not. Uh, I don't need to come uh, to. I don't need go to piano. I don't need to compose right now for somebody. Uh, nobody push push me. You know. So I just uh, if, uh, just spontaneous. If I feel I need, uh, I go to piano and make some. Chords and then uh, some chord melody. Also, for me, interesting when I, I compose and release, because uh, when I work with uh, Basel company, yeah, this is a I need to release uh, this music, and sometimes I just uh, try to compose, to write not so complicated, because not everybody can play. In this quality, like me, right? <laughs> that's why I have to reduce my own. Uh, you know what I mean.
2: Nobody I, I can, can play like you.
1: No, some people can. No. <laughs> so that's why I reduce some of my uh, imagination, some of my fantasy, uh, especially for for scores. Yeah, if I if I wrote scores, but when I play myself, of course I play like I feel. Like I can, and sometimes I do twice uh, or three uh, version, version for high quality, for player, out four player for middle quality or for low quality.
2: Interesting. I think
1: it's also good because uh, then people can uh, decide in which way. Probably today they will play in low, and maybe next year in different way, and some years later, fantastic. So development. <laughs> That's just, that is
2: tremendous. Yeah, Great, it's
1: like airplane, airplane,
0: like taking off. <laughs> so it's part of the reason that Sean and I started this podcast. Um, and you mentioned it earlier about trying to um, grow the number of alporn players. And it's you mentioned getting horns into the hands of uh, professional horn players and such. But uh, what other ways do you think we can keep growing the tradition that is the alporn?
1: Uh, my opinion that's Alphorn belong of course to moldens yeah but uh, if we talk about uh, performer so the Alp horn and the horn French horn trompa <laughs> so this is very very uh, related so because F yeah mm-hmm. F, key, Alphorn, F key horn, F key horn. So, uh, mount piece, almost the same. Okay, I use a wooden one, uh, and I feel, in my opinion, in, I'm, in this case, I'm, I'm quite of conservatism. Uh, actually, normally, I'm open-mind guy, but in this way, I'm very much conservative. I never use a metal mount piece for alport. And when I saw people who play this uh, horn or trombone mouthpiece or trumpet player, I, for me, it's a little bit, uh, out uh, how to say it, artificial. So that's why I always uh, try to to uh, even my colleagues horn player say if you want to play al horn, please uh, use a, a wooden one mouthpiece, not your own mouth, wooden one, because. Uh, It's a vibration, absolutely different vibration, and uh, wood and wood, they much much better feel each other than uh, metal and wood. This is uh, absolutely how to say uh, against, yeah, metal against wood. So it doesn't work. Of course, it's work, but uh, I mean vibration, energetic uh, and. uh, it says, work only in mentality, only yes. work in, in, in mind. Yeah. So uh, I feel, and I saw many horn players today try to play outboard, even professionally. And uh, these it, people more successful than uh, trombone players or tuba players or trumpet players. That's just my experience. I know one guy who is absolutely fantastic musician and he can play tuba, horn, trumpet, horn, ephonium, flugelhorn, everything. Much as Schiffel. So this guy is incredible. But he's jazz musician. So he is, uh, for him doesn't matter. He can blow even more instruments than me. <laughs> so we we, we play sometimes with him and we use also some uh, strange instruments like
2: <laughs> So this is a conch shell that Arcade Floyd, wow
1: We played with him once in uh, in Hamburg these two shells was a very funny uh, performance for five minutes we played and each of us we get for 500 euros <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic it was kind of uh, Society somehow with, uh, uh, you know, some some more something like that. So, the conference and an opening conference was a uh, two strange, <laughs> musical horn, <laughs> a strange guy play this instrument. Matthias, uh, he is incredible, wow. but mostly people, how I say, a horn player can play out horn easily, easily, even they never try. But uh, I know good horn players can play out horn immediately, very very fast. They yes. don't need to, too much too much change. Yes. Only yes. only mouthpiece, of course, wooden one. And uh, I said already is a control of instrument because it's too too long too long. Uh, three almost four meters long. Of course, they never never have experience this these, these uh, kind of uh, sounds, because sounds far away. What we can do just to bring people, uh, I think uh, that's what I do in my life. I play Alphorn in, uh, in different uh, brass festivals and seminars. Uh, I give some master classes and I play different kind of music. Uh, for me, Alphorn is not any more traditional instruments. For me alphorn is new color new instruments for a little bit limited because uh, no chromatic but uh, for me it's a steel instrument this is uh, like uh, like trumpet like horn like mushel horn, like corno uh, okay. d'acchio doesn't matter wow so and that's just why I'm uh, I'm not so much uh, the keeping traditional way you know at some people in switzerland they in, i'm for the i for these people kind of um, uh, negative side because i uh, far away from tradition i have to say i have respect to tradition big respect to tradition but for me alphorn is not only traditional instrument for yes. me this is instrument like uh, a pa- I would like to paint I'm pa- painter Yes so, for me that's a new color and I can paint paint <laughs> I, I can make uh, this this color uh, more beautiful pictures. Why not? I like to use also this carnai it doesn't matter. it's also for me not traditional instrument, not anymore. Yes, I don't want to play. Uh, I don't want to perform this karnai in some uh, wedding. Yeah, I'm, I will be never play wedding. Oh, Alphorn, I play twice wedding, <laughs> <laughs> but I play traditional for money. <laughs> Even uh, when I played for wedding, uh, Alphorn traditional music, I use some of my music too. And so though. They people thinking, oh, that's also traditional. So it's a kind of uh, I built new tradition of Alporn
0: player. <laughs> Love it, fantastic! <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. And I got one more question for you. And it's Please. I know that you, uh, you and I, uh, when you were out in Utah, we, we actually had a, a conversation a lot about uh, rock music and kind of just moved okay. away from Alporn entirely. And I know that you're a fan of of several of the the famous rock bands from the the 60s and 70s. Um, And I found it interesting you're telling me that a lot of that you had to get from like bootleg records and stuff like that. And shortly after that, I learned about one of the people who was able to figure out a way to get some of the music into uh, the USSR at that time, I think was someone who found a bunch of old X-rays, I think in what is now Ukraine, Um, But the x-rays were, um, it was a thick enough material that he was able to cut the grooves in. And I was wondering, um, have you ever seen any of those, um, they're called bone records, is how I learned about them. But it was, have you ever seen any of the records that were cut into x-rays and then used as a way to uh, get the music into the USSR?
1: That was, uh, of course, uh, very difficult to get uh, uh, LP in that time, especially when I start to play horn. Of course, I was interested in in, uh, horn and rock music. I found some uh, people uh, like uh, Bill Hill. Uh, He was uh, working with Electric Light Orchestra. And uh, some uh, band was the rock band Wizard. Also, horn uh, guy was uh, playing, uh, I think, the same guy. Anyway that's only later i got uh, some recording from uh, wizard or from electric light orchestra when i was a study in moscow military school we have uh, you right in we in, in, was uh, one guy in, in my class from ukraine so uh, from east uh, uh, west west ukraine border of poland uh, lviv, lviv so uh, and connection between poland and uh, lviv was uh, okay not like uh, no. so and uh information lp or some uh, instruments uh that was uh much easy to 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 get from poland and so and he bring to us uh first uh, uh lp i listen was a deep purple led zeppelin uh yes my favorite band i still <laughs> uh, i still uh made some uh and play uh, my own program tribute to yes. symphonic tribute yeah so uh, even uh, in the next uh, October uh, in my jubileum sixty five I going to perform tribute to yes in the biggest uh, new hall in Moscow with symphony orchestra I'm very proud, so that was uh, love from this this time from uh, uh, from time, difficult time for get some information, new information. Also, was uh, no radio uh, station. Uh, just uh, only, only by accident we we'll get some uh, music like Yes uh, or uh, yes. later Chicago, and right. tears, or uh, whatever. Uh, some uh, some bands like uh, Tower of Power. So that was uh, really. Uh, difficult time no no what I can say time was difficult for get new information, but we was very hungry, very very hungry. We want to have uh, and when when we get uh, a new record for new lp it was like uh, a tradition like action we was sitting like twenty people and was very carefully put the the the, the lp and the uh, and listen carefully and like uh, almost a no breed. <laughs> so that was for us a, a kind of uh, incredible time. So there was a delicious. Today, m- music is no more delicious. You can find in the internet everything, you know. Uh, it's a little bit for me, one side, of course, is good. You can, you can. Uh, you can listen everything what you want. You can find everything what you want. But same time, we miss this uh, uh, feeling. Uh, we eat too much music, eating, eating, and very fast, fast food. Yes. Music. Yes. <laughs> so that's a little bit for me a sad story. So even me today. For me, music uh, also not so not any more delicious, you know, because uh, I also uh, try to to find some uh, interesting uh, music, and I listen too much. I, I search and searching, searching, sometimes uh, not so deeply. Yeah. yeah. So I search in music uh, like ah whatever, okay, two seconds. okay, next, 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 next. So. That's a, a little bit, yeah, a little bit sad story. But anyway, it's a yeah. civilization, it's better than nothing. You know, like was uh, 40 years ago, for 50 years ago, when I was uh, 15 years old or 20 years old. So that's, uh, it was a different time.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Everything developed.
0: Arcadi, thank you so much for joining us uh we'll, you, we'll figure out when we can do this again soon because sean and i both have a thousand more questions for yes. you okay. um okay. and i can't wait until the next time i can get you over uh to one of the retreats again um to everyone at home or at work or uh, in your car thank you for listening to the north american albacore podcast